Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation. I'm your host, G Striker, and welcome to Steeler Nation Interviews. I'm here with one of my all-time favorite players, quarterback, slash running back, slash wide receiver, slash reporter, slash analyst, and now slash podcaster of the Believe Podcast Network show, On the Edge with Slash. I am humbled and honored to have Cordell Stewart with us today. Cordell, thank you for joining us on Steeler Nation Interviews. Striker, no problem, brother. Uh, appreciate you having me coming on and have a chance to talk about some Steeler football and and everything that encompasses football, sure. Perfect. So let's start off by talking about your podcast. It's on the Believe Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Your show is called On the Edge with Slash. I listened to episode three while I was prepping for the show. Love it. So tell Steeler Nation what they can expect when they hear your show. Uh, everything that encompasses Slash, right, On the Edge, pretty much can do any and everything on the field. So I try to add that same alter ego uh, to my podcast to be able to have some fun and bring some insight. Uh, It's hard to say different than anyone else's because it's all the same information. It's just all about the delivery, right? And so wanting to talk about it and not be so political, you know, because sometimes when on networks, you have a tendency to make sure that you're honoring the upper the upper room of the business and you're not rubbing anyone the wrong way. Uh, and sometimes that is telling the truth sometimes, but uh, that's what I'll do with my show uh, is be on the edge as much as I can talk about the stuff that you're thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, that you probably would not bring on air. Uh, but that, that'll be me, you know, cause everything I did on the football field kept you guessing, kept you wondering, uh, didn't know for sure how it was going to work out to the point where you still can't categorize it for what it really is, which is just being a great athlete. And I'm going to try to do the best I can to be a, a great host on my show and, and uh, bring as much energy to college football, NFL, golf, and anything else important that's going nice. on in our country. Uh, that's that's what I'll be talking about. Nice. And from listening to your show, you've got great analysis and inter- insight. So Steel Nation, you've got to check out and put this on your list for podcasts to listen to. Um, now, I know you were called Slash for all the different roles you kind of played on the football field, mm-hmm. but I felt you were just a football player, you know, like kind of like the old school guys that would go out, they'd play multiple positions, and it seemed like you can line up just about everywhere and contribute. So what do you think of the Slash nickname? And more importantly, could you also have played defense? <laughs> well, you know, when I was when I was in high school, Mm-hmm. Um, on the JV and a fresh freshman and JV team, I would be playing corner and safety. Oh, yeah. So so playing football was my thing. You know, and, and, and the game of football in the National Football League is so traditional, right? right? In a sense of at one time, if you played this one particular position, is what you played. To yeah. do everything else as an athlete, you then need to go play the athletic position. Mm-hmm. And as you've seen for many years, guys who were athletic, what would they do? They would play safety. They would move to corner. They would move to a punt return, kick returner. They would play wide receiver, and take you away from playing that one position that didn't require that that much athleticism, which was a quarterback position. Yeah. Well, I became one of those players that was stubborn and, and wanted to stand my ground with what I believed in, and letting people know that because I wasn't six six, mm-hmm. because I wasn't coming from the world of just playing quarterback full time. Hmm. Um, which, which truly I really did in essence coming out yeah. of Colorado. I was, I what the leading passer in Colorado, all purpose yarder, uh, yards p- player in the big eight, uh, led, led in all categories when it came to all purpose yards yeah. still stands to this day. Cause the big eight is no longer around, but that is my, <laughs> that is my league and conference to hold, uh, the scepter in when it comes to all purpose yards. But you know, when I got to the National Football League, I wanted to help. One thing led to another. I ended up catching. I mm. ended up throwing. I ended up punting. I ended up running. Mm. And people tried to find a way to categorize it. And mm. for me, I say it's just a one-off. You probably will never see it happen again. Yeah. To where you have me throwing for 75 touchdowns, which today 75 touchdowns can be done in a season and a half. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. But then you then you couple that with being able to put up 35 touchdowns. Okay, yep. so we could say Cam Newton may have been one of those players, but mm-hmm. what about the five receiving touchdowns? Yep. No one's ever done the five receiving touchdowns with one organization. Right. Uh, so so with that, 
you know, yes, it is the old school way of playing ball. Yes, it wasn't the traditional way of playing a position, but still played it well. Uh, considering the changes of coordinators, things of that nature, hmm. you know, that all goes together. It all goes together and, and still had a great time doing it all. So, yes, you can say I was a throwback in a sense hmm. uh, because I was able to do everything so well. Um, God-given abilities. Let's say that mom and dad did a phenomenal job of putting me together, I guess, right? Right. Um, <laughs> to the point where uh, I was able to showcase it on the field. But it took a commitment for myself. Uh, and the stubbornness in a sense to not be changed. Right. And, uh, you know, I guess you could say sometimes it worked really well for me and sometimes it worked against me, but that's a part of it, right? It's yeah. a part of it. But you were really kind of ahead of the time with the way that the mobile quarterbacks are kind of being used now. And it's more like tailoring the offense to the mobile quarterback with the RPOs, with the design quarterback runs, kind of like uh, Lamar Jackson winning an MVP here with it recently as well. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think that you would have fared then in today's NFL, the way that they're designing around the talents of the offensive quarterback? And they're, and they're extremely well, yeah. extremely well, extremely well. Uh, the thing is, is I heard an interview that Chan Gailey, who was my uh, offensive coordinator and receivers coach going back to the early 90s, mid 90s uh, yep. with us there in Pittsburgh, um, I heard him when I went on an interview uh, mention that we had Cordell be a drop back and play action pass quarterback, mm -hmm. which is the game. Yeah. Right? I think people get so enamored with the ability to move with my feet to where that is a part of the game. That is the game. Chan yeah. wasn't wrong, but he was just making sure that people understood what well, that's what we had him doing then, knowing what he could do extra. Mm -hmm. Just imagine how it would be for him today. In right. this league. And in that league, it was still good football. Mm -hmm. It was just always, can he do it again? Can right. he do it again? Can he do it again? When he mm -hmm. makes a mistake, maybe if we would have had a full-time quarterback doing it and had him play another position, maybe this mm -hmm. thing could work out a little bit better. But throwing the same passes, completing the same third down conversions, completing right. the same fourth and seven down, uh, fourth and seven conversions against – the New England Patriots there in Fox, the old Foxborough Stadium yep. against to Chan to to Yancey Thigpen against the Hall of Famer now Ty Law. Right, uh, we were what with thirty something seconds left on the clock. We had to score and get a two point conversion. Yeah, uh, uh, we we convert that fourth down. Mark Bruner catches the touchdown. Uh, mm. We come back two point conversion to Yancey before you know it. Norm goes down and kicked the field goal, and we get home field advantage throughout nineteen ninety seven. So yep, it was all the things that a quarterback does today coming from behind to win games. It's what we were doing with this mm. style way back when. Today, yeah. it would be a norm. I mean, let's be transparent. Kyler Murray, mm. he's the number one overall pick a few years ago as a quarterback, and he yep. defied the odds of what allegedly the, the, the typical and traditional height is. So what is he, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, at best? Right. And he's yep. the number one overall player taken who arguably yeah. could have went to play baseball as the ninth pick overall. <sighs> You're right. <laughs> right. And so now yeah. when, you, when you start adding this up, you say to yourself, what was it truly? It was just a time in which now today is probably accepted and more appreciated now today. It's like fine wine, right? You just yeah. put it in a bottle and you let it sit and mm -hmm. it, re it becomes refined over time, right? Yeah. It kind yeah. of sometimes defines itself because of other wines that are created similar to that one probably Behringer, if you will, that was way made back in the 97 to where they may have something different now today that's named differently, but it's the same taste, same quality. That's yeah. the game today. It's the same style, same quality. It's just we have more college coaches coming from college that are coaching these players that are taking chances on them and, and as the number one pick overall mm -hmm. to even yeah. guys like the – Lamar Jackson's to the Michael Vicks to the Donovan McNabbs, who was right mm -hmm. after me yep. when he came in uh, after uh, myself and Steve McNair came in in that 95 draft. So, yeah. you know, today it's 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 being talked about like it's the greatest thing on earth, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and I heard one one guy say it was hilarious. I was like, really, guys? Is this how you're going to treat me? I said, I'm in my feelings right now. Right, Curtis? I said, <laughs> yeah, I said, right. So, they said, uh, so a guy said, uh, I think it was coming up to the draft, huh. and it said, uh, Who's going to be the next Taysom Hill? <laughs> I said, I said, what? I said, are we? Are you? I said, hey, 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 hey! 
I know Taysom Hill deserves his time. Right. Give it to him. But guys, let's stop scathing over it. The reality of it is hmm. there was only one that was capable of standing the test of time and fighting for his opportunity to be the starting quarterback. Taysom Hill now is a tight end. Tim Tebow was converted into being a special teams player in Philly once he left Denver. It's hard to go do all the other positions to then ask to come back and be a quarterback and it be respected and appreciated. It's hard. It yeah. takes a strong mind. It takes a strong will mm-hmm. and truly tenacity to take that chance to know that the media may say pretty decent throw. If he throws it upfield, it's, you know, it could be a, be a better pass or whatever, but all of a sudden you have a, a Tom Brady who would throw that same pass. Great throw. Phenomenal pass. Right. Outstanding exactly. job. Exactly. Right? Yes. And yep. So, I, you know, I understand it. You mm-hmm. know, I get it. I knew what I was walking into when I asked could I help out to play Slash. And mm-hmm. I knew what I was going to give to the team. And we did. And we had a chance to make a run to a Super Bowl with the great yes. play of our defense. And, yep. and Bam Morris running the heck out of the ball with our oh, offensive yeah. line led by Damani Hall of Famer, Damani Dawson. And, Yep. Antique thick pin on the outside, you know, and Ron Earhart, Chan Gailey, and all those guys doing their work as an offense. Uh, wow. You know, and then I helped out with a little sprinkle of pepper on top of it to spice it up a little bit. Yep. You know, and it was a great time. And, but, you know, it's still, it's still happening. So I think as an organization, this is just me speaking, because mm-hmm. people fight against the realities of that style of play. Oh, he yep. couldn't do this and he couldn't do that, but I was doing everything, right? Yeah. People yep. fight against it. They want to typecast it the best they can and put it as a Lamar. Lamar haven't he never done this. Want to put it Michael Vick? Michael Vick's never done this. Kind of yep. never none of those guys, mobile quarterbacks, uh uh even a, a Josh Allen, they've never just embrace it. Mm. No, it was in your city in Pittsburgh. Mm. It was just a different time and era. Yep. To the point where it was ahead of its time and mm-hmm. it's okay. It's yep. fine. And, it and was that, a great run. And yeah. all we have to do is say, you know what? We were the first to have it. Mm-hmm. If we learn to say that and get off of the soapbox of he should have played receiver. He should have played quarterback. Right. Well, I played both. You were, <laughs> you're a I football player. You played all the yeah. positions that you could I and that you, you excelled at all of them. <laughs> they never said that about Dion when he was doing receiver and kick return and all that. Right. They'll say he's a Hall of Famer, but that's up to the pundits to determine if that's going to happen or whether it's being a Hall of Honor. That's right. up to the pundits. That are, that's not up to me. It's it's All I know is in Pittsburgh, 75 mm. touchdowns passing, 35 rushing, and five mm. receiving. No, yeah. let's say this, all right? Let's give them what they want. No athlete in the history of the game has done that yet. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And it's interesting too when you mentioned this this the height of Kyler Murray, and it's something I just thought about too. It would have might have given a player like Antoine Randall L a chance to play quarterback in the NFL in today's game, whereas he just excelled as a as a phenomenal slot receiver because they thought that that wasn't the height you could play quarterback in the NFL. Same thing with yeah, Doug Flutie. I mean, I mean, Doug Flutie was kind of knocked on that with his height as well. Yes, he was knocked on it with his height, but mm-hmm. you know, Doug stood the test of time and did it in Canada and he came back here and did it and competed against Rob Johnson there Mm. with the uh, Buffalo Bills, if you will, in the, in the havoc he was creating in San Diego with Drew Brees. Yep. You know, he, 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 he stood the test of time and he worked it out and defied the odds and made it work. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He made it work and no one fights against that. Right. Yeah. So, All I know is, is I was capable, and I will stand on this, and I'm not going to change my stance. I was capable of doing whatever it was I needed, the team needed me to do on offense. I was capable of doing it. So yep. if if somebody wanted to change my style at quarterback, I wasn't going to stop running yeah. when I had opportunities. I mean, I said on my podcast on on the edge with Slash, mm-hmm. I said there was a there was an offensive coordinator that when I scrambled against Jacksonville, he asked me, what did the bleep and bleep you're running for? When right. I came back to the sideline. <laughs> when he phoned you like, down, right? <laughs> yeah, I heard yeah, that I'm one. Like, what are you talking about? I'm <laughs> like, it was covered yeah. two, two man. Yes. I'm stepping up in the pocket. There's a gaping hole in front of me. Right. Why am I going to sit in the pocket to make that throw when I have the ability? So you, I'm not going to feel like I'm going to allow my abilities to be my nemesis. Right. If anything, they're my best friend. Mm-hmm. So we score off of a 20 plus or 30 plus yard run 
Mm-hmm. And everybody's ex- excited. The players, Amos Zerway, Alan Fanica, yes. Wayne Gandy, all the guys, Hall of Famer Alan Fanica, by the way. Right, sure right. <laughs> we, we know. Um, yeah, that's great. That's and great. So, and so you, 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 you sit here and you, you, you get on the phone and you ask me this question. I'm like, I'm thinking this is a time to be joyous and excited because right. we scored and let's talk about yeah. what it was that we saw. But no, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, you're yelling and cussing in my ear. So I politely sat the phone down. Yeah, <laughs> and went on to the next play. Okay? Lightly sat the phone down. Well, man, I mean, because I could throw it down and say this man lost right. his damn mind because I wanted to say it because that's what I was feeling. But, but but I I like how you did follow it up. Then you get another phone call where the where the uh, other coach says you did an awesome job, great job of reading that play. Yeah. Because obviously you made the right read. You got the man under. Everybody's covered. The the whole field vacates, and of course, use your legs. Those men, those minds of those types of coaches that are mm-hmm. just about their system and being right. selfish about yeah. their system will pigeonhole you to not be natural and do what allowed you to have the success that you've had because they want you to pat the stats in the passing right. department, but the okay. passing department in that particular play wasn't working. So yeah. I'm not going to say he called a bad play. I'm mm-hmm. going to take a play that seemed like it was pretty broken from what I saw mm-hmm. because of coverage and what I couldn't see because I got linemen that are six 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 five that are blocking and yeah. so if you can't see it not because i wasn't tall enough just because i couldn't see it i have yeah. to step up in the pocket and do yep. something whether you see it and throw it downfield and if you see a gaping hole to go run take off and go and so i, so, I, I thought that was the thing to do and then so you're saying you're i know you had a few different offensive coordinators too with your time here in pittsburgh um so they obviously game plan for your mobility different from one another. Some were more system oriented. The other ones were trying to utilize your talents a little bit more. Um, say that one. Ask that question one more time. Oh, just with your offensive coordinators um, being different. Like one one offensive coordinator, like we just talked about, might have been more system oriented and not as interested in what you can do physically. Where the other, when you started getting other coordinators, did they start game planning more toward right. your mobility? <laughs> Well, the thing that I thought Chan and Mike Malarkey did very well was they just called the play. Yeah. They didn't try to change anything. We may have added a few design runs a couple times, like the Statue of Liberty where you pump one way and come around the other side and and Damani Dawson leads the way and and you know, we scored against the Broncos in 97 in the playoffs and AFC Championship game off of that one play, but yeah. they always just called the plays and allow me to be myself. Good. Um, when Ray Sherman came in, he tried to, we still was running the same system. It just was one of those years where I lost Yancey Thigpen. I, I lost Chan yeah. Gordon, one of my, yeah. my favorite guys, uh, yeah. to a few other players. <clears throat> and, you know, it's just a lot of pieces. So, you know, no excuse, but it just didn't work out as well. We went, I think we went 6-10 and 10 and we missed the playoffs that year for the first mm-hmm. time in a while, Pittsburgh under Coach Cowher. Yeah. And then the next year in 99 is when Kevin Gilbride came in and he yes. came in with the style of the running shoot style, which went back to the days of Warren Moon yep. and Houston, right? Yeah. And I think that's when that battle between he, Chris Chandler, became a situation where Chris Chandler ended up coming in, I think playing in Houston, if I'm correct, um, and end up taking over for the Hall of Famer, Warren Moon. Yeah. Um, try to bring that same system here to Pittsburgh. We had Jerome Bettis in the backfield, who's a downhill player. We had an yeah. offensive line who was a downhill group. Uh, we had Plexico Burris on the outside. We had Heinz Ward. Yeah. We had Troy. <laughs> we had Troy. We had Troy Edwards, I think, at the time. Yep. So we had the Bobby Show. So we had a litany of players. Will Blackwell actually? We had a litany. Of oh players yeah, yeah. That were good players. Right. But. It took time to get that system down. That wasn't mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. And so that was a time in which the changing of how I should play came mm-hmm. into play. So the okay. questions became, why in the, are you running, hang the phone up, you know, on the sideline? So right. <laughs> um, right. We, I wasn't having that part. I don't give a, right. I don't give a who, how that works. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to play the game to the point where I cannot just be myself and what caused me to get drafted in the second round to, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, to the success that we've had when things were operating with our personnel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
we just have, and then that's when Mike Malarkey came along and we went back to the AFC Championship game. And I had my best year of my career in 2001, mm-hmm. completing over 60% of my passes then. Yes. And uh, made it yeah. to the AFC Championship game. And, and you know, yep. unfortunately, that was, that was another great year, but disappointing because mm-hmm. of uh, what we had a chance to do because we had the team to do it. And yeah. the better team ended up getting into that stick. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, that, that, and again, that's why it's so wonderful to see the game today mm-hmm. be played the way it's played, talked about the way it's talked about, appreciated mm-hmm. on the levels it's appreciated to the point where it keeps, and I'm not an old guy. That's the beautiful yeah. part, but I'm still vibrant and young. I still do my thing. Right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's good to know that at this point, mo- moment in time in my life, I'm getting a chance to see this. So it lets you know that I wasn't crazy for sticking to my guns. Yeah. Eventually this thing was going to change. I just got there a little faster. (laughs) And I love that you're talking about these wide receivers like Ward and Thigpen. And then some of the other ones that we as Steeler fans might not remember as being as great as they were, but the, the way the rapport that you had with Yancey Thigpen was just a joy to watch. So what was it like throwing the ball to these excellent receivers that you had over the years? Well, all my guys were really good receivers, to be yeah. honest. But Yancey was something special. Um, yeah. <laughs> he was just a phenomenal route runner. Um, yeah. He wasn't the fastest. Uh, he was one of the biggest, one of the bigger, let's say bigger receivers, mm-hmm. um, to the point where when I stood next to him, we were probably the bigger tandem on one side of the football field in the national football league. Cause he's standing there at six foot. I'm standing here at six, one and a half, six, two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're both, I'm flying up and down the field, you know, mm-hmm. trying to open things up for him, you know, cause thinking like a quarterback. And if I was playing, what would I want to see? Uh, if I was playing quarterback by how I ran my routes, you know, mm-hmm. so we worked very well together. Matter of fact, just talked to Yancey uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, oh, nice. On a, birthdays on the horizon so um we we all stay in touch man so ernie mills even yeah you know but but yancey yancey was really andre hastings late the late charles johnson my best one of my better friends yeah yeah um it was it was it was it was yancey was a Mm. you know losing him was what it kind of restructured how you know from a trust standpoint how i saw the game right Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so i had to find that type of a player there and it evolved over time you know Charles Johnson was still there Will Blackwell was there Courtney yeah. Hawkins was there um and then as we went on that's when the Troy Edwards and the Plexico Burris and the Hines Wards and yeah all those oh, guys yeah. started just kind of festering in Bobby Shaw mm-hmm. all those guys started coming in and it just became yep. a, a really good group of guys but Yancey was that guy and he ended up going to Nashville to the Titans and uh mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it was a little different ever since. So um, we know you watch a lot of NFL games and everything. And so how closely do you continue to follow, follow the Steelers? I follow them. You know, I'm, I like college football nowadays, to be honest yeah. with you. You know, yeah. I love watching it just because college football is more innocent, right? It's not yeah, yeah. so, <clears throat> if you will, diplomatic because of monies and, mm-hmm. you know, how things operate in the sense of who you have to get rid of. You know, you, you know, you're going to get Four solid plus years, four to five years, solid years of these same group of kids playing with the same coaching staff yeah. to the point where you just look forward to see the, the Buckeyes play. You look forward mm-hmm. to see the USC's play, the Washington's, mm-hmm. uh, the LSU's, the Georgia's, yeah. uh, even my Buffalo's when, you know, yep. once we finally get our feet cemented into the ground for us, coaching is concerned and, yeah. you know, rebuilding you know, to the, to the greatness in which we had going back to the, to the, all of the, 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 what actually the late eighties and all of the nineties, uh, just trying to find that groove again. But, you know, the lay of the land has come. So it's become so different because of monies, right. To the point yeah. where it's not con- as consistent, you know I mean? Think of what's going on with Oklahoma. And I think in Texas, I think going to the big 10, I think it is. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. The SEC, I think is they're going to SEC. Oh, they went the SEC. Wow. And I think it's UCLA and USC that's going to the Big Ten. Okay. Okay. Right. So, yeah. so you know, that's why I like college wow. football so much because, you know, it's innocent. You don't have all the politics and, you know, all the stereotypical conversations of, well, he's too big. He's too small. He's not good enough. He's, he runs too fast. He can't play quarterback. Quarterback, perfect target. All that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know? <laughs> right, right. So, you know, yeah. I don't get caught up into the emotions of of the game. I'm not, I'm not a homer. I just mm-hmm. love the game. That's great. And when I see good football, uh, I watch it. I don't care if it's watching the rival in Baltimore mm-hmm. and the Cleveland Browns, who's another rival, because yeah. those yep. are two teams that are marquee, too, yeah. marquee, marquee teams in mm-hmm. our in our division now, along yep. with the Cincinnati Bengals Cincinnati. being at the top of that. Yeah, uh, which were the laughing stock them mm-hmm. them and Cleveland for yep. many years going back to the AFC Central, and right. so now to see the the ties have turned changed to mm-hmm. the point where these two teams are now competing to winning a division and getting into the postseason. I mean, the, the, it's 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 remarkable to know that it's in this space now. Yeah, uh, the game is, and the mobile quarterback is relevant mm-hmm. today. Yep. They're not afraid to openly say this is the guy we're going to. They drafted Kyler Murray as the number one overall pick at the height in which he is, as yep. mobile as he is. Yep. So that goes to show you, of course, we know why the coach, I think, that knew of him uh, that was there in, in, in Arizona. I can't think of coach's name, but right offhand. But that's a, that's a familiar piece there between. Uh, those two, when it comes to knowing each other on a collegiate level, right? Um, they now are connected there in Arizona, and yeah. uh, it's it's the game is the game is changing tremendously, and I mm-hmm. think it's good for the viewers because, as everything we always say, it's it's, it's evolutionary, right? It's just constant; it changes mm-hmm. over and over, and and to see it where it is now, I just like to the to my point, striker. I just like yeah. watching. Good football. I don't get caught up in just awesome. watching the Steelers. I don't just yeah, watch the yeah. Steelers all the time. I watch them. I like watching Tom Brady because mm-hmm. he left from the New England Patriots to go to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where organization yep. that's been kind of in shambles in a sense of consistent winning for years. Right. And now yeah. they're a relevant team. And this guy went down and won the Super Bowl his first year and last year. Right. He got them in position to win the postseason game, but it came yep. down to a play that a safety didn't play honest enough to where the ball got behind him. And they mm-hmm. end up scoring a touchdown with the Rams, right? Um, uh, in in the end zone, so it becomes one of those situations where again, I just like watching football as I like mm-hmm. to play it. I like to watch it the same way, just awesome. openly and 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 out there to the point where I don't get caught up into, you know, I'm, I'm just a Steeler fan. I'm, I'm a right. Steeler right. at heart. I'm right. really black and gold, but. Mm-hmm. I like to watch the little L.A. Rams when they're playing against a good team. I like to watch the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I watch yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, they got a good quarterback. Yes. Yeah, I watch Baltimore. I watch the Vikings. You know, I watch mm-hmm. my hometown Saints. Yeah. You know, yep. things like that. So, but, uh, yeah, I watch it all. And the Steelers, you know, with, with, with the kid, Kenny Pickett. Uh, yep, that's what I want to ask. Yeah. Coming about out of how you thinking about that whole, like, um, competition between Trubisky and Rudolph and Pickett. Just tell me what your thoughts are on that. Well, I just I like I like I like Mitchell Trubisky just from a veteran leadership standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say what he deserves because I think his play in the preseason will determine what he deserves. Right. Uh, but uh, it wouldn't hurt if that direction were to go with a Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. um, because to throw Kenny in there right now, I think you're buying in that he is the future starting now. Right. And and I mentioned the term rebuild, and I know sometimes the Steelers, well, sometimes Steelers never mention that term. Right. You know, they, they do a very good job of being able to play both sides of the fence uh, mm-hmm. by bringing in someone like a Mitch Trubisky. Hopefully mm-hmm. he can catch on and give this young man behind him and Kenny Pickett the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they go with Kenny Pickett, it justifies why they got him at the 20th pick overall in the draft. So they, right. they will have their kick and they will eat it too. Uh, yes. When it comes to how they actually strategically went about their business in this quarterbacking uh, carousel that they have there in Pittsburgh. So, you mm-hmm. know, restructuring, rebuilding, transitioning, pick one of the three. Um, transition may sound like the most favorable one. I'll say right. rebuilding because, you know, we got Najee Harris, who's a young player. He's the right. second year. Will yeah. he be able to touch the ball as many times as he did last year, this year again? Bar an injury, hopefully it does not happen. Knock on wood, as I do my head. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Hope he stays healthy. He's a big guy. You know, he runs hard, he runs well, catches well, does everything for him in an offensive standpoint very well. 
I think that added piece of scrambling at the quarterback position will be good for keeping the chains moving with someone yeah. like a Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Um, the one great play I think they they probably emphasize more with Kenny Pickett is when he fake slid yes. and end up scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but I know his numbers are really good at Pitt. Uh, I think he surpassed Dan Marino uh, with numbers, mm-hmm. but you know, it still remains to be seen. I think all three of the quarterbacks and Rudolph, they all did well in the preseason as far as numbers. You know, guys were adequate when it came down to being effective and efficient. Um, but, you know, when it's time to make the decision, uh, you can't go wrong with Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. I mm-hmm. just would say, as I think I've heard Mike Tomlin say, if he had to go with it today with a quarterback, it would be Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, yes. But these two guys behind him are no slouches neither. So, True. Um, he, he being a former player, he knows how to talk his players up and be honest to make mm-hmm. them have that, the confidence that he needs them to have to help lead the team if need be. And uh, it's, it's a good problem to have as a Steeler, you know, because Ben did a great job of making a phenomenal run since 04 until he retired mm-hmm. last season. Uh, but it's, it's, it's time for the younger kids to come up and, and get their opportunity to put their mark in that organization. And, uh, you know, will they have their hands full? Will there be too much pressure on them? I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. the fans are looking forward to seeing which the new the new the new kids coming into play. I think no one's kind of bitter about it at all. You know, right. sometimes guys leave too soon. Be like, oh, we wish you could have stayed longer. But everybody saw the end of the road for Ben, and yeah. uh, saw the yep. new coming of what could have what what could have been, and which is now the same mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and Rudolph on the on the on the backside of it. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it works itself out. I hate the preseason because it's boring now because. <laughs> You're going to really see all the younger players playing because there's only three right. preseason games. Yes. So you may get a series at best or two with your mm-hmm. veterans just to get some work in. But yeah, I don't see the quarters being played by the first teamers too much because it's going yeah. to be unfair to the young players because we're already getting ready to go into the second preseason game already. Right. This week, and so uh, I'm ready for the regular season to for the first game to get started. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. And you being a, a quarterback as well, you're involved in some nice QB camp battles when you're first starting up. Uh, and I remember back in 96 when Coward decided to go with Jim Miller uh, and then quickly switched over to Tom Zach. But do you think you should have been the choice, at least in the mix in 96? I was in the mix, but you have two quarterbacks mm-hmm. on the roster I was already on the roster as, as slash and playing yeah. my role and my time to start was going to come. Yeah. Um, just being transparent. So I solidified two positions technically yeah. uh, within one um, yeah. or maybe three, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have two guys who are just quarterbacks that have to figure out what can they do to help the team out. And do we go with Jim Miller, which he got his opportunity and then, Mike came in immediately, um, mm. I think within a week or so in the preseason. And and then Mike was a starter. And then we shared time, or my, as, as LeVon Kirkland would say, man, when we score a touchdown, man, Mike Tom's like, do all that work. He goes from the minus one yard line and you <laughs> we get inside the five and all of a sudden you get all the glory as if you did the entire drive and get the touchdown. And oh. so I go, hey, man, don't hate the player. I hate the game. It ain't my fault. I mean, what do you want right. to do here? I, mean, yep. I thought we were teammates here. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. So he used to give me grief about that all the time, sarcastically speaking, all, <laughs> all fun. All okay. fun. Good, good. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, I didn't mind still doing what I was doing mm-hmm. because I got a chance in 95 to hear the plays in the huddle. And I yep. got a chance to hear the plays in the huddle again in 96. And most mm. players have to wait a year or two years or maybe three before they actually get their opportunity to play. So I had a chance to be yeah. in the system, literally, uh, from the time in which I got there, starting maybe week seven, week six, week seven of the of my first year uh, playing wide receiver and quarterback to the same thing in 96 to full-time in 97 going to an AFC championship game. So, no, mm. I love it. Like, I wouldn't change any of my progress or even process of becoming mm. a starter there in Pittsburgh at all. I wouldn't change it, not one bit. Nice. 
Um, now we're at the point of the show where we just ask a couple questions from Steeler Nation. We go over to SteelerNation.com football forum, and we've got a couple uh, uh, members over on that site that have a couple questions for you, Cordell. Uh, first one coming from Shane Falco. He says, one of my favorite Cordell plays was the 90-yard bomb to Bobby Shaw against the Ravens in 2001. Can you talk about some of your favorite plays when you were in the black and gold? Wow, that that was one of my that was one of my highlighted plays too. Uh, right, so so many people say I couldn't throw the ball. Um, right, <laughs> you know, and I say that so so sarcastically. Um, uh, there was so I'm many memorable really. moments. There was so many memorable moments. Um, I would just go back to my this last season, mm-hmm. to where everything that I did that season was a highlight. Mm. Right, uh, to yeah. help the team, uh, you know sacrificing my ability my abilities by you know playing the other position sacrificing playing quarterback to do all the other stuff to help us to then receive you know end up getting the fruits of the labor by going to a super bowl um that was my whole entire season that was one of my better highlights um in 97 um well actually 96 you know i think who was it I think it was get Merton Hanks. We played against the 49ers. I played receiver, caught a one-hand catch in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Chris, uh, I think it was Chris Dishman, or Chris Dishman, I think it was, for the Houston Oilers. Did the yeah. same thing with him with one hand, caught a touchdown with him, against yeah. him oh. uh, with one hand. And then oh. uh, in 97, there were a few big runs that I had, the one against Baltimore in the old stadium. Yep, we were down and did a nasty plunge in that end zone. Yeah, uh, that was another good play. I was at that uh, game. We, you guys were down big in that game, twenty-four-seven at half, and I know yeah. Blackwell had the the opening kickoff return. return. Yeah, yeah, and, and that started. Steeler fans own that stadium. Yeah, you had an awesome, awesome game. In yeah, that. we had an awesome game in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. There was so many. I may be missing a few. Uh, <laughs> Probably I your ADR one, run. <laughs> yeah, that that too. That ADR run against the Carolina Panthers was Carolina pretty Panthers. big. Yeah, yeah. The touchdown I threw to um, Plexico Burris against Baltimore, the one we lost mm. in in Baltimore in two thousand in, in at Pittsburgh in two thousand and one. Okay, it was covered two. The two receivers was to the field. Mm. Uh, I saw Corey Harris playing the backside safety. I looked to my left. He bit in because he thought I was throwing it to the tight end down the middle field. Looked yeah. there, came back, threw it to the back of the end zone to Plexico Burris, mm-hmm. which was kind of mm-hmm. one of those it plays yeah. that you talk about on the board and you have to be very careful of doing because there's no one holding that safety on the weak side. Yeah. But because they know when we have the two re- receivers releasing on the same side in cover two, that they lean towards that side because they know I want to go there. They know we never pay attention to the backside, yeah. the backside receiver. And I saw Corey Harris, the safety number 45 for Baltimore, mm. creeping to the left side. And mm. I just looked, came back, saw Plex go running, threw it to the back of the end zone, touchdown. Boom. That play <laughs> to Yancey Thigpen on fourth and seven that I talked about uh, in Foxborough that yep. lost to win that game. Yeah. Uh, there were just so many, so many great moments. Mm. Um, uh, and a lot of great runs too. Like I'm talking about the passing plays, but there are a lot of good runs to where once I got out, yeah. uh, it was hard to get caught because I was, I was pretty, I was pretty fast. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of great plays that I can talk about right now that uh, that we don't even show via sometimes some of the Steeler outlets that aren't necessarily connected to the organization, but kind of like Steeler Nation in a sense kind of has its own its own life, so to speak, uh, post right. a lot of uh, information. And I see it. I'm like, dang, I remember that play. I'm like, God dang, that play was pretty nice. Right. So my <laughs> right. first touchdown that we scored in the, uh, in the stadium, in the new stadium on the eight yard run um, on the goal line in the red zone, I think it was probably about a 12 on 12, 10 or 12 yard line. The first touchdown we scored, you know, the first playoff game we had in Timesfield. So a lot of great moments, man. A lot of great moments. Mm. Um, that's great. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to leave out. But the entire rookie season, yeah, '97 was a blast. Oh, '99, '98, '99, 2000 was mm. was fun in its own right because it was a, the the years to develop after yeah. going through so much change and turmoil of being inconsistent. Yeah, uh, to then getting to 2000 parts of 2000 and 2001. 
Yeah. All of 2001, that'd be my better mm. year. So great times in Pittsburgh, tough times, but great times, no championship, but yeah. a lot of great times and memories to where if there was a championship, it would have made all that stuff justifiable, justifiably mm. so some really, really good times. But despite all that, you know, you win some, you lose some. Right. You know, um, that's true. And, and the only thing you can do is be gracious about the opportunity. And hopefully the times that, that you gave were good enough for fans to really appreciate. So all of those memories in Pittsburgh were great memories. Nice. And the uh, last questions I have are from Steeler fan 448 uh, from your playing days. And since we're in training camp currently, what are you, what's like a favorite story you have from training camp? It was hot. <laughs> Yeah, it was hot, man. You, you grew up in Louisiana. You know what hot's no, like. No, 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 no. That that was different, bro. We oh, had yeah? breezes in Latrobe sometimes because when you think of it, uh, at St. Vincent on the field, it's kind of like a, a valley. Yes. Right? It it's is. like a horseshoe, right? You have the hill where the fans are, which I think it's a, a stadium now, mm -hmm. uh, to the St. Vincent on the other side and everything behind you. So the breeze at, though, at that time mm. – for whatever reason, seemed like maybe because it was just camp, maybe a psychological thing. But yeah, you know, those were moments that were, and the grass was pretty thick and high. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so it was it was those dog days of football, but it was pretty hot because mm -hmm. there was really no breeze coming mm -hmm. through there. Um, but you know, it was nothing really bad about camp at all other than maybe guys getting hurt, which is a part yeah. of it to yeah. fatigue setting in, mm -hmm. uh, which was also a part of it. But other than that, when you're doing what you love, there's technically no tough time or rough time, mm -hmm. you know, cause I love, some people looked at it as their jobs. Yeah. I heard coach Kyra say it a lot of times, this is some guy's job. I never looked at it as a job. Mm -hmm. I've always looked at it. This is a game I played as a child and to get paid to do what I'm doing. This will never be a job for guys that work in the offices. Right. For, I'm talking about as far as the coaches. I'm talking about on the field. Maybe the people behind the scenes that work off through the office work, that administrators that help our brand uh, be, maintain its, its, its integrity, if you will, mm -hmm. yeah. um, to keep the, the running of the business working. Mm -hmm. But the coaches, that some that were former players, to just coaching wasn't a job. If mm. a coach tells me that's a job, then he's not a football guy. He just has a job. This mm. is this is foot football is fun. That yeah. is an escape for most fans. Think about when we had our tough times in our country back in 9-11, right? Yeah. Yeah. God, God bless our country's soul and and, and and being able to persevere and, and and get through those moments to where we are here today. People lean on that sport. Mm -hmm for excitement, fun, and joy. So yeah. to make that be work, just because you're getting a, if you will, a stipend, I like to call it a stipend, just because you're getting paid, you're getting your stipend. Yeah. Fans may see it as a job or whatever. I never saw it as a job and it never mm. will ever be a job. When it mm. becomes a job is when it becomes hard. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I say it is because it's what I love to do. Mm. If you're doing what you love to do, and this is what you went to school for. This is your passion. It's not a yeah. job. It's mm. it's fun. It's exciting. It's 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 the rush of being successful, oh. you know. And and and, yeah. and sometimes we take things so literal to the point where we lose what it's really about. Mm -hmm. It's a childish game. Yeah. There's a business component that, from a contractual standpoint, but once that foolishness is over, with, is what I call it. Mm -hmm. Then that's when it's time to go have some fun and then enjoy yourself. And the monies that you're making in the National Football League surpasses everything that you were doing when you were in college in yeah. the time in which I was coming up because we weren't getting paid. The kids right. now are getting paid. They got 200 <laughs> plus thousand dollar deals out here. Striker. Right. Come on. Right. NIL. Come on. In <laughs> right. high school, the kids are getting becoming a part of the NIL deal. So the, wow, the, the really? landscape. Wow. Yeah, there's conversations about this. So the landscape of this thing has changed immensely, you know, yeah. to where this again, it's showing the value of what the game is to the mm. point where you're getting paid to play a childish game called mm. football. What are we talking mm. about here? Right. I digress. I digress. But <laughs> well, I love your philosophy on that. That's a great, great. It's, it's, it's facts. Yeah. It's, it's 100% yeah. facts. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Did yeah. you play football when you were growing up? I did. I did. I played did in. You, did, uh, you, did you get I lettered, paid for it? 
No, I did not. <laughs> and you enjoyed yourself, didn't you? I did. Loved it tremendously. So if you had a chance to move forward to keep playing, would it become a job or would it still be a childish game called football? I'd hope it wouldn't be a job. I, for me, if I have my passion for it, I'm good at it. I enjoy doing it. You just would just keep enjoying doing it. <laughs> so That's when it. you put jobs behind it is when it becomes right hard. The fun leaves the yeah. game. Yeah. It's gone. It, remember, game. Mm-hmm. Game. When you use the term game, it all derives around having fun. I don't yeah. care if it's ping pong. I don't care if it's pickleball, bocce ball, <laughs> croquet, bocce, whatever you want to call it. It's yep. called a game. And if you call it a game, it is a thing that allows you to go out and run around and have a good time. Now, there, again, it's a business component that comes to it. But once that foolishness is over with, that's yeah. when you get the opportunity to continue that run to do what it is you love to do, which is yeah. play the game of football. Yep. That's it. That's Plain it. Plain and simple. And that's and, what I love about it. Awesome. And last question I have for you from a Steeler fan 448 is who is your favorite quarterback to watch currently in the NFL? Currently? Mm-hmm. I like watching Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I love watching Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is a surgeon. Mm, yeah. When yeah. watching him play, I mean, remember, I was in a, I was in the Pro Bowl with him in 2001, 2002, and we're yeah. talking 2022. I okay? know. I, isn't that crazy? So, <laughs> so wow. you, you have that piece. Mm. Um, I like watching Kyler. I like watching Lamar. Um, let me see who else we have. Um, that I think is lightning bolts when it comes to playing Aaron Rodgers. I have my moments where I like watching Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but you know, and you're mentioning. So much... Go ahead. Sorry, you were mentioning you watch the Chargers as well too. Like about um, her. So I imagine you like watching Herbert. I like watching Herbert coming out of Oregon, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, his ability to move around. I like Aaron Rodgers, but he doesn't use all of his attributes when it comes to making plays all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I sometimes get disappointed because I like to see him move with his feet a little bit more, like running more, even though he's arguably one of the most accurate in the game that they own the move or yeah. broken plays. I just like to see him be more impactful with his feet because he has the ability to do so. Yeah. And so, oh, Dak Prescott is one of my favorites, to be honest. Oh, nice. Um, no one gives him enough credit. Yeah, you know, you're right. Statistically, his numbers are in the top five across the board, statistically. Mm. Mm. Um, it's just so happened he is playing with the true America's team in the mm. Cowboys. And maybe because everyone's still leaning on the 90s, in which they were great at that time, yeah. they're not giving him a chance to to really do his just doing the game uh, with throwing the ball because he throws it better than most. Um, yeah. I just think... Ezekiel Elliott needs to get himself together, get back in shape again, and be a part of the success, and mm-hmm. not be the and be the declining problem, because the guy I think it would have said the kid Roussard or Brashard, Richard, yeah. whoever it is, I think it is behind him. He yeah, is yeah. he is he is killing it. He is the best back on the team right now. Wow. No one wants to say it out loud. Yeah. But you know his his backup. I think it's Broussard behind him. He is number 20. He's arguably the best back on the team right now. He does wow. every single thing well. His average yeah. per rush is better. His hands are better. His 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 being able to run downhill to get to the second level is much faster. Yeah. You know, he could take on that one hit in the open field and make somebody miss and actually can actually can take it to the house. Mm. Right. So, yeah. you know, the game of football has evolved to the point where. Oh, you know what? Let me go here. I'm mad. I'm pretty ticked off that no Ooh. one has Lamar Jackson in the top 10 as a quarterback in the National Football League. Who, yeah. who, who came up with this? Like, like I, I, no I have no idea. You know, and to not have him in the top 10 in the National Football League. And, and winning an MVP me. also. Right. Like, the foolishness is beginning, right? Yeah. Because it's too much of one thing, and it's not, not good enough of the other that they like. Mm. They then take him out. So you telling me Herbert is better than a Lamar Jackson? Yeah. yeah, in the top ten is how they have it. You telling me Dak Prescott is at the bottom of that league? Like, right. Would it, would right. It, I, know, I, I mean, are they just trying to go strictly on passing stats or what it is to be a quarterback and get your team to score at the end of they, each drive? 
going back to the foolishness again, they're trying to keep the integrity, if you will, mm. of what the quarterback position is, which mm. is throwing the football all over the football field. And right. trust me, the few guys that they do have in there that are at the, in the top 10 don't even make the playoffs, don't, aren't even as impactful right. in games as the few that they have at the bottom, let alone that end. And Lamar Jackson should arguably be in a top worst case scenario seven. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I can I can argue that. I mean, we can, yeah. we can have debates all day about that, but to not have him up there with Calamaria for sure is in yeah. the top ten. All right? right. But to not have him in there with the, the, the Josh Allen's to right. the Patrick Mahomes to mm. the, the Kyler Murray's and the Russell Wilson's and the Dak Prescott's. Right. Blasphemous. So, <laughs> I'm with you there. <laughs> Spoken by a true mobile just, quarterback. That's what we I'm love to hear. Saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> and, but it's the it's the yeah. game, though. It's not even so much that. It's the man play. When you watch him, he can take a game over by himself. Yeah. Yep. By he himself. Can. He's getting his team Hell, that, to the That was their season. entire – if you watched him last year, he was doing that every week. The Kansas City game, and, and until he went down, they didn't have a player. That Indianapolis game, that Minnesota game, he's coming back from behind. He's taking him to overtime making those plays to get there when statistically you cannot make a mistake in those situations to get your team to win those football games. Even in Cleveland, when he allegedly had to take a break in the, in the locker room. Right, right. <laughs> he comes out on, four, what is it, fourth down? Yep, and makes the play. And, 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 and makes the play to Brown? To, to, yep. to Come on, dude, what are we yeah. – that, that is the definite, you're right. That is the definition, at least in my mind, also of what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. Your franchise quarterback gets you wins. And how Stats, do you do it? And how do you they, do it? Throwing it with his mind ball. and his, with, with his whole body and all his compliments of talent. <laughs> so if we want to call him a mobile quarterback to, mm -hmm. to, to only go off of what we see and typecast it and create a narrative about it to, yeah. to, to raise whatever case they're making. And that game, he threw the ball in the back of the end and then right. over the top of the defense to score a touchdown yep. to put it in overtime to actually win the game. I'm sorry. After yeah. being gone for a series or so. Yeah. Come on, dude. It's like, it's just. Well, it's a good thing that, that it's, we don't have to have it be up to the pundits to decide the game of football and how we enjoy it. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that, Cordell. Well, I, I just, I, my, my thing is this. Mm -hmm. There need to be more of those type of players or, or, or people who can identify that style mm -hmm. to make sure it's understood what it means to the game. Yeah. Because if we keep typecasting to say, Wildcat, their option, then it pigeonholes those players who are mobile. Yeah. Because we're not saying that when Andrew Luck was recklessly running and consistently right. getting hurt. Right. We weren't saying it, but we – we said that he runs when he has to, or we say that with Josh Allen, it gets him far into the postseason. And it's like you, 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 you typecast whoever you choose to typecast to determine. Yeah. Look what they did to Kyler Murray in his contract to say what he, what would happen to him if he didn't study for four hours throughout the, the week. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Just right. four hours? Yeah. Is that, the, is that what we're trying to say here? Like really? Right. Because right. why? Because he's a mobile quarterback. Yeah, you know, like mm. we need to cut it out, really, and, yeah. and 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 just allow these athletes who are quarterbacks be themselves, and 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 call it for what it is. Is he getting mm. the first down? Is yep. he helping his team win? Yep. Is he turning the ball over at times in which he shouldn't? Just like mm. the non-mobile quarterbacks may be doing, and yeah. we find ways to justify it. We need to do the same thing for the mobile quarterback, but for some mm. reason, we we use that against them to determine their greatness. Yeah. Right. And rightfully so they make mistakes just like any other quarterback in the national football league, whether it's Josh mm -hmm. Allen, Pat, whoever it may be that are mobile quarterback, just make sure that it's not about anything else other than to me, did you convert when you need to convert? Cause Chan Gailey told it to me best. Mm -hmm. Corner, I don't care how it gets done. Just keep to stay out of the loss of downs, mm -hmm. getting mm -hmm. sacks, and turning the ball over. If you can stay ahead of down and distance, the mm -hmm. more you do that, the more we get in the end zone. Yeah. And that philosophy has more precedence than the system and how mm -hmm. you look doing it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're winning, that cancels all issues. Right. 
If you're losing, you open the door to allow the pundits to be able to just to, to, to justify why certain things won't happen if he continues. And okay, yeah, there has to be a balance. But if you can sit here and win hmm. by running the quarterback, rushing for 100 yards and maybe throwing for 150, throwing mm-hmm. one touchdown, one interception, and rushing for three. Yeah. Which sometimes were my stats. Yep. And it was all predicated on the one touchdown and the interception, but forgetting about the three rushing. Right, right. Yeah. Which you Again. which you can't take away. Like like that was Cam Newton's game. It's he was an MVP as well. <laughs> got him to a Super Bowl, fifteen and, and one. Yeah, <laughs> got him to a Super Bowl, and, and we play. talk about everything else, but how well he played that year to help his team get to a Super Bowl. So right, right. You know, it's 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 narratives, it's typecasting, and hmm. you know, I, I I just say you know the game is changing in the right direction. We were ahead of our time as a team. And I think if we can appreciate it for what it was and know that you had a quarterback that was capable of doing anything, could I have gone to the super, uh, to the Hall of Fame as a, as a as a as a wide receiver? Many says that I don't know. Yeah, we don't know that. Right, we have no clue if I could have gone as a, as a wide receiver. But people have a right. tendency to say it. I know. Right? Yeah, you know. And and when I hear it, I laugh. But that's a testament to my <laughs> abilities. And what I was capable of doing, and I use it that direction. I'm not going to sit up and say my quarterback was horrible because my quarterback yeah. was good too. It's just we didn't yeah. win the Super Bowl. We had right. changes, all that good stuff. So let's talk mm-hmm. about the both. Let's talk about both of those guys. Don't talk about right. one. Talk about both. Don't don't get right. rid of one. Talk about both. Yeah. And I think if you can couple both and talk about it, I think we we can have a chance. But it's going to take some time for people to see it and understand it for what it's worth. People talking about it more, putting up the numbers, showing what you did, do great, you yeah. know, uh, well or indifferent, and just keep on raising those points. And I think, you know, it'll allow the, the game today to continue to grow to being one that requires that you have a mobile quarterback because defensive players are running four sixes in the 40s now. Right. That are 280 right. pounds. They're doing on, it on, the, on the defensive line. <laughs> no, Four sick. sixes in the 40. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, guys are not oh. six, six, 300 pounds. We don't have the Sam Adams anymore. Okay? Right. Or the rest is sold to Tony Saragusa's. You know, right. bless his heart and his soul and his family. AC um, Hamptons. And, yeah. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. We have right. guys who are 6'2, 265, maybe 275 pounds, mm-hmm. playing nose guard. Being able to get off, I mean, is it Sam Donald that's in LA? What, what not yeah, Sam Donald, yeah. but uh, is it and, Sam Donald? The D line, no, Aaron Donald. I'm yeah, sorry, Aaron and, Donald. And, and, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, Sam, I do the exact, I always Sam, make that mistake bro, too, Cornell. Excuse, I was, yo, I've, I've been calling, I've been I do calling, the exact Sam, same thing. I've been calling freaking <laughs> Sam Bradford, <laughs> yeah, right? Matthew Stafford, and we call him Matthew Stafford, Sam Darnold. I'm, I'm just, I'm just so screwed up. Oh, uh, so but good. I do the you same. You have players, you have players like, yeah. Uh, as you said, Sam, uh, uh, Sam yeah, Darnold, uh, Aaron Donald, yeah, Aaron Donald, Aaron, yeah, yeah. players like the Aaron Donalds who mm. are just annihilating them up front. He's not the biggest right. guy in the world. Yeah, and he's chasing quarterbacks down. You can't mm-hmm. have a quarterback that can't move because you're so caught up in the tradition of the position. It right. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, mm-hmm. like it's just like the run and shoot offenses. It doesn't exist no more in the National Football League. That mm-hmm. won't work in this game today. Yeah, you know, it, you don't have any coaches running that system anymore. It's yeah. more two minute offenses style offenses that mm-hmm. are more like the spread offense that works. That that's the deal now. And, yeah. you know, I think, yeah. you know, the game is moving in the right direction and, you know, no one's wrong in this. It's just yeah. like anything else. It takes time. It's, yeah. it's, it's an evolving process and, you know, you've got to sit here and watch it and enjoy it. And, and I'm glad I have enough hair on my head still, no, not too many grays and have all yeah. my faculties together. God, God, you know, God bless my soul and God willing. Yeah, to be able to continue this run and, and, and enjoy it, man. Yeah, and Cordell, I need you to know this too. Uh, Steeler Nation, we did a poll over you know two hundred thousand different people. We and uh, got okay. a poll in about you know top best quarterbacks ever in Steeler history. You came in solidly, even though you're at slash. Came in solidly as the third highest rated quarterback. That's what I'm talking about. Right Let's behind go. Bradshaw. Right behind um, 
um, Let's go. Big Ben, and we had you at solidly at number three. So still don't... nation stand up, baby. Stand we do. Up. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We love you <laughs> as a quarterback. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, brother. And guess right. what? I did catch the football very well. Yes, you did. I was faster than most <laughs> defenses on the, yes, on the team. Yes, I was faster than most guys on the football field at the same time. I was, and I'm still the third quarterback and still a nation. That's yes, go, you are. baby. That's, That's it. Go. <laughs> so, go. guys, please be sure to check out Cordell's <laughs> podcast on the edge with slash at believe.com. Believe it. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Also, your social media at K slash 10, both on Instagram, both on Twitter. Make sure you're following them everywhere. We'll have all those links up on our page as well. Cordell, it's been an absolute pleasure and my pleasure to spend an hour with you talking football, getting to know you, and I really appreciate your time. Hey, striker, keep striking it, baby. Awesome to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Cordell. Steeler Nation, be sure to check out SteelerNation.com for the best unique Steelers content on the internet. Click on the podcast button to listen to one of our many interviews or click on the forum button for the best football discussion on the internet. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com, to be the first to know about any of our videos, breakdowns, interviews, and to be in and be able to discuss directly with us live on our Steeler Nation vidcasts. That's YouTube.com slash SteelerNation. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. On Instagram, Steeler Nation Podcast. Or follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, at SN Striker on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you for joining us on Steeler Nation Interviews, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I am your host, G Striker, with Cordell Stewart, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!